0: Enjoy this flyover clip.
1: We called you and reached out in kind of a tough spot, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a while back. And I I just want to reference that. Now, we have talked about it on the show and and, and so forth, but I'd like to, to bring it up to you and have you answer this for everybody to hear. There was a stretch where we were really feeling like, man, there is so much darkness—not just darkness in the world, darkness in our country, mm-hmm. darkness in things that our own government was 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 a part of or doing, and 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 with you know, say abortion or just all of these mm-hmm. different things that that are, that are happening. Um, I guess we we our, our, our question to you was like, is America worth saving when God looks down? Is there enough good than bad? And it's like, why? You know, and our question was why
0: would he save us yeah
1: I don't know that I would mm-hmm. you know sometimes mm-hmm. I'd be like ah with another flood I'm starting over you know um, and you had some really great insights mm-hmm. and historical precedences that God has established with with man
0: well I was hoping uh, and I was pretty sure we were going to get on this mm-hmm. th- this theme as well and I'm, I'm I'm excited to speak into it because it is it is an area we really need to have a better understanding ultimately of of our God. You know, I'm always quoting A.W. Tozer, who says, "What you think about God is the most important thing about you." Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what comes to your mind when you think of God? And so, we've been we've been brought up on a God who's uh, at times, you know, what depending what church people grew up in, but it's it's been customary to think of um, of growing up. You know, if. Uh, you know, God is a dictator. He's looking over your shoulder. He's like, "Don't!" I'm I'm about to, uh, you know. Ultimately, I, it's a God I grew up with is a God who's looking for excuses to wipe us out, mm-hmm. and so we're giving him excuses too because he's going to do it. You know, he's he's just barely putting up with us, and and so yep. uh, you know, there's a and so I, I'm I'm here to tell you that there's a distortion of that. Now, mm-hmm. uh, we also always talking about you know the path. Of right, we can call it the path of righteousness. There's a ditch on either side, and we often go uh, into one ditch or from one ditch to the other ditch. And so, one ditch mm-hmm. would be, um, yeah, he's about to wipe us out because we're evil and and <clears throat> we have abortions and you know prostitution and we are all messed up with gender stuff being put into our schools, et cetera, et cetera, gender confusion. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> and we can say we deserve to be wiped out, or we can go to the other side and say. Uh, you know, there's no need to make any adjustments on anything, no need for repentance on anything. We're just, uh, you know, we're just fine without making any, any, any movement towards God. And so we're going to make it clear, not that, but I want the Bible to kind of read for itself on some scriptures I'm going to tell, and I'll explain um, what needs to be explained, but most of it will be very familiar with an audience who has you know, some Christianity and Bible mm-hmm. background. And and in the, to this idea, because we want to go back to the question you all just asked, is America worth saving? Are, are mm-hmm. we so messed up so broken? So fi- in fighting everything else? What what does what ultimately causes God to look at, say, you know, uh, a, a nation and say, Hey, you're Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm done with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That Actually, we'll start with Sodom and Gomorrah, since we brought that up. And, And for point of reference, I can really tell the story without having to read it. But you all know that the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is in the book of Genesis, and it's in chapter 18. Actually, I had moved ahead. Chapter 18, the context is, you know, Abraham's the man of God that's living at the time. And it, it begins to tell us how uh, the Lord came down to see if the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah was what what he thought it what what he thought it was, and and you know does he does he need to take drastic measures? There's an interesting concept right there worth talking about, uh, not necessarily now, but God coming down to see if the outcry you know it mm-hmm. tells us in Romans that creation groans and travails, longing for the manifestation, the revealing of the sons of God. And so we, there's some cry that's going to heaven because of the evil of Sodom and Gomorrah. And so I think most of you understand that Sodom and Gomorrah was, uh, you know, the entire city seemed to be given over, not just to uh, not being believers, but debauchery and mm-hmm. particularly sexual debauchery. And and even where angels in person showing up and they're being uh, attacked with, uh, uh, you know, sexually, even when they're trying to mm-hmm. show up. And so there's this whole discussion that follows between god and and abraham and abraham again he's trying to get to know god how he is what you think about god the most important thing about you and and he begins to ask him um uh, abraham begins to ask ask the lord well he's interceding for sodom beginning in, in verse 16 and so he begins sodom begins to ask the lord um, would you destroy the city if there were 50 righteous there? He's like, suppose there are 50 righteous mm-hmm. there, because he sees the Lord's um, intent is to come and destroy this whole yep. city of Sodom and Gomorrah, which happens to be where his uh, nephew Lot and his mm-hmm. family uh, leave. And so he's thinking it not just from a you know theoretical perspective, but he has mm-hmm. a very personal interest in what's going on. And uh, for those looking, that's Genesis 18 and verses uh, 23. And he's like, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Then verse 24, suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? And then verse 25, far be it from you to do such a thing as this, as to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be judged as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? It's like he's trying to talk God into being good, he thinks. So the Lord tells him in verse 26, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Then Abraham answered, verse 27, he says, oh, Oh indeed, I am but dust and ashes, having taken upon myself <laughs> to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than fifty. He's wondering, you know, he's counting yep. his, 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 <laughs> his, his, how many nieces life? and
1: nephews and all that do I have? Yeah.
0: How about for how about forty-five? And the Lord answers him again. I will not do it. You know, I will save the city for four, if there were forty-five righteous. And he drops to thirty. And then the Lord says, I will save the city if there were for then, you know, for thirty. Then he goes to verse 31. Suppose there's 20 be found there. He says, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Then Abraham knows he's, you know, he's pushing at verse 32. Let not the Lord be angry and I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. That is so, so you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you see that? Oh. You yeah. want, we want, so we want to understand, first of all, when The people who call the United States um, Sodom and Gomorrah, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah, even with Lot and his family, they did not have 10 righteous Mm -hmm. people. And it wasn't just that, uh, 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 you know, they were they didn't say the sinner's prayer. They were evil. Mm -hmm. It was debauchery. So the Lord says 10 righteous will be enough. Remember, he said you are the salt of the earth. And part of the salt, what it does is preserve. You are the preservers of your society. So if you can have 10 activated believers in a place, you can save the whole uh, the whole lot. You know, we don't know what the size of Sodom and Gomorrah. We know it was destroyed. So that's just point one. But here's what's not understood as well often, uh, David and Stacy, is that because people look at, they'll look at, for instance, Jeremiah and Ezekiel and all these prophetic words over and over, you know, Jeremiah prophesies for forty years on how Mm. Israel, Jerusalem, are going to be destroyed, and and you know he gets thrown in prison, he gets mocked as like your man, your prophetic words don't even come, and so people get even people today sort of get a Jeremiah Ezekiel complex, and they want to be prophesying into our world, into our day, Jeremiah and Ezekiel prophecies as if there's any sort of parallel. Mm -hmm. I just want to I want people to understand, and I think you'll know after we read a couple of scriptures. There, there is no. Um, there is no parallel, but I'll read the passage first, then I'll make the point. Yeah. So here's the passage, Jeremiah chapter five. Okay, remember Jeremiah? He's the one that. Well, I won't even tell you that you can find that on your own, on your own. I already laid out the, the idea that he is he is Mr. You know he's crying out against them, and he's and he's for forty years doing it. And so people even say, why are you always giving good news only? Why not be like Jeremiah who 40 years is just holding their feet to the fire and, and telling them. So here's the instruction from the Lord to Jeremiah in chapter 5 and verse 1. So what was the holiest city there is Jerusalem. Five one. he tells Jeremiah, run up and down every street in Jerusalem, says the Lord, look high and low, search through the city. I'm now reading NLT. Sometimes I read New King James version, look high and low search throughout the city. Now what's the, what's the assignment? If you can find even one, Mm. just and honest person, I will not destroy the city. And even when they are under oath saying as surely as the Lord lives, they are telling, they're still telling lies. So I want, I I think y'all get this. The judgment that Jeremiah brought to the nation of Israel, and what he prophesied, and ultimately it had to do with Babylon taking over, uh, uh, you know, as part of the punishment. They're the ones that came and, and ransacked Jerusalem and Israel, and they were taken into bondage for, for a long, long time. Ultimately, you know, decades. And but we, you have to understand that Israel as a nation was in massive Baal worship. If you keep reading, you go through other prophetic words. He is having to rain down prophetic words because of their worship of Molech, where he's telling them and the leaders that they are sacrificing their children to Molech. Now, part of the conversation that's become common among the patriots we'll see right now is to be aware of those who are ruling, uh, we'll say in the Seven Mountains have been there, particularly in governmental places, you know, the Cabal, the Luciferian mm-hmm. pedophilia, uh, uh, you know, mafia. Well, That group and their their behavior, this is how all of Israel was behaving. Mm -hmm. This is how Mm. Israel was to such a degree.
1: That's different.
0: Mm -hmm. You understand how different. Not only that, Mm -hmm. they had gone about three generations of this. It wasn't even like this is the first generation. They have about three generations of such massive idolatry and spiritual death that Abraham, I mean, uh, Jeremiah mm-hmm. is coming to them and saying uh, 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 well he's telling us here in chapter five that he went he couldn't find one he couldn't find one the Lord says if there's one all your prophecies I'll back off of them so now just compare it to the question we're asking about yeah. the United States man you know what this what so good you know we know we have over 20 million uh intercessors alone mm-hmm. people who call consider themselves intercessors in the United States of America we could get at any rally in D.C., almost anywhere, one to three million like like this. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, many think there's at least a hundred million Christian patriots that are awakened mm-hmm. right now. Uh, fighting and working for america mm-hmm. some way are we doing it wrong sometime attacking each other sure. uh, uh, and not being in unity listen you, you won't find the place in scripture where god ever destroyed a nation a city because of lack of unity or because of squabbling over doctrine it was for Baal worship entirely if you go through every book of the prophets what did the prophets because people say no the prophets of the old testament they didn't just give uh, positive words, if you understand the prophets of the Old Testament, every single one had to deal with Baal worship. They had to deal with what's the religion mm-hmm. of the deep state, Luciferian, mm-hmm. Freemasonic, Masonic, 32nd degree above. Mm-hmm. That, that whole that whole uh, group that yep. we are, we've identified now, that was the culture of his chosen people. This was his chosen people. Man. He was not... You, you understand how yep. different that is. Uh, so this one, just hopefully this upgrades our perspective on mm-hmm. on God. You know, when I finally started seeing these things, I remember I used to say, oh, "God, I thank you. You're so patient. You're such a patient God." Then I had to go, "You're such a patient God." And yeah.
1: Like, yeah. yeah,
0: You know, he's, he's
1: we're we're he's all yeah we're all really blessed that I'm not God for even like a day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I said, I would have fried Krispies all over oh, the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> no doubt about but, it. Maybe, but this is another context. Probably, like, y'all have a favorite verse from Jeremiah? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Yes. And I know the thoughts I <laughs> have. <He> I didn't even <laughs> say it. Yeah. So, do you, do you understand what that scripture Plans says? Plans to for? prosper you and not to harm you. To bless you, not to harm you. But here's the deal. Do you understand he is saying that to this people that doesn't even have one?
1: Wow! That three,
0: three generations of, of of absolutely ignoring God, except for a prophet, mm-hmm. and he says, "Listen, I'm having to threaten you and warn you because you're going to face extinction if you don't make an adjustment." And he does it for 40 years, and then he says, <laughs> but if you if you knew what I really want to do for you, if you knew the thoughts I had for you, so." We're just, you know, establishing the difference of then yep. and now. So let's look quickly, so we don't take too long on it. Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, and let's go to chapter eight. So you're like, okay, what was, what did Ezekiel have to prophesy into? So now we know, okay, different perspective about Jeremiah. He wasn't just a doom and gloom prophet. How can you not prophesy doom and gloom when there's mm-hmm. not even one who will be honest in the whole nation? Who, who? who uh, you, know, you know, there's just, there's, there's, I'm, I'm sorry. There's, a, I couldn't prophesy. I couldn't have prophesied hopeful message to them either. Mm. There There is it's the reality of the day. Yep. So we have Ezekiel in, in his, the wrong Bible. You know, I have all these Bibles here. You got to have, <laughs> and uh, it was supposed to make it more smooth. The transition and all that so is, it's good. Ezekiel chapter eight. <laughs>
1: You're in good company. Oh, uh, yeah. that's Stacey's I Stacey's that, got a man. shelf of Bibles in her basement that's probably about eight foot long. Tons of translations. I love all the different translations. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> all right. So let's look at Ezekiel chapter eight and the context. Verse one, it says Ezekiel, and I love this. Part of this is just fun to look at. Verse one, it says, the last line, that the hand of the Lord fell upon me there, And I looked up and there was this appearance of fire, the appearance of his waist and downward fire from his waist. So like the Lord shows up to him in a fiery way. Mm -hmm. And verse three, he stretched out the form of a hand and took me by a lock of my hair. Now, this is quite an experience for the prophet. Mm. Ezekiel, Mm -hmm. the lord comes shows up like fire scares him to death grabs him by a lock in his hair and the spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and brought me in visions of god to jerusalem and it talks about going to the north gate of the inner court and it talks about it depending what version of the bible you have the seat of the image of jealousy the lord saying there's Mm. idols there that are making me jealous because I have a covenant with you. I have a covenant forever because of my promises to Abraham, etc., etc. And And so he says, son of man, and he has him going further and, and deeper into it. And verse eight, just to shorten it. Then he said to me, son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, there was a door. And he said to me, go in and see the wicked abominations, which they are doing. So I went in and saw there every sort of creeping things, abominable beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed all around the walls. This is inner court, mm-hmm. church, temple kind of stuff. And there stood before them seventy men of the Lucifer, no, seventy men of the elders of the house of Israel. And in their midst stood Jazaniah the son of Shaphan. Each man had a censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the room of his idols. So every one of these elders, the seventy elders, the leaders of Jerusalem, the leaders of Israel are in hidden secret idolatry. They think they can't be caught there. You know, they got these secret rooms. And then the Lord says, uh, every man in the room of his idols, for they say the Lord does not see us. And the Lord has forsaken the land. He says, Now turn again, and you're going to see a greater abomination. And then the end of verse 14. So he brought me to the door of the north gate of the Lord's house, and to my dismay, women were sitting there weeping for Tammuz. Now, that's probably not a big deal to any of you if you go, Okay, what the heck's wrong with weeping for Tammuz? Where Tammuz was a Babylonian ritual uh, marking the death and descent into the underworld of the Sumerian god Damuzi. Damuzi, dumb, like. The dumb D-U-M, it starts with, he was a dumb Uzi. And and so, anyway, this is now where he's going on. And then the Lord says, uh, going deeper, verse 16, So he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and there at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, Okay this is the holiest inner parts you know yeah. this is like yep. church city USA uh where the there were about 25 men with their backs toward the temple of the lord and their faces toward the east and they were worshipping the sun toward the east and uh and so then he goes on and then he has to keep doing prophesying it tells later that they're sacrificing children that they're having mm-hmm. relationships with children this is yeah. ezekiel mm-hmm. and jeremiah's day so The reason we have an absence of legitimate, anybody who's trying to be an Ezekiel or Jeremiah prophet today is just out of their mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, That's maybe severe, but you have to understand we are not in that day. We only need Jeremiah and Ezekiel prophets to speak to the deep state, to speak to the Luciferians, Mm -hmm. to speak to those who are worshiping Bolek, Molech and Baal. Our nation, it's not that we're saying everything's cool and perfect. Nobody needs to repent and just, but back to your point. Our God is not looking for excuses to wipe us out. And there is a ton of righteousness, particularly comparative righteousness, Mm -hmm. taking place in this nation and coming out of this nation. Mm -hmm. I literally could take another 45 minutes, but I won't do it, to go chapter by chapter, Profit by profit, and you find out what are their negative prophecies about. Baal worship, Baal worship, Baal, it's Baal worship. It's, Baal it's
1: fascinating that, as, that is huge. as much as our society is, you mm-hmm. know changed in technology and all the different things, the enemy's plans are pretty consistent. Yeah, Because that's, that's the much. only commonality between us and then. Mm-hmm. is God is the same, and, and the, the, the demonic forces, the devil's the same.
0: Not only is that true, so this is just one verse here because people sometimes forget the context even of important big stories like mm-hmm. Noah's Ark and what what happened there and the Lord and you know, they're like hey how do we know you know people have been saying this is Noah's day and, and all that and so it's wipeout time the people uh, you know all the ones that aren't righteous are going to be and we think of Noah and his family uh, they mm-hmm. must be uh, you know they they don't have uh, squabbles with themselves they they must be those who walk in the fruit of the spirit all the time they're mm-hmm. in unity and, yeah. and and all that well if you read at what was everybody but one family? Verse five of Genesis six. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every, every intent of the thoughts Mm -hmm. of his heart was only evil continually. I mean, you just have to understand how thorough that is a description Mm -hmm. of there is no hope for them because there's mm-hmm. no Jesus Christ for them to connect to a change. Mm-hmm. So they're locked into this. They are continual and it was multi generational. And the Lord was sorry he had made man on earth. He was grieved in his heart is what it, what it says mm-hmm. there. So He wipes out not because he's a God. I'm ready to judge people because you mean y'all are making mistakes. Y'all are falling. You're slipping right. here and there. Right. No, it is for they didn't even retain a thought about God in their hearts this is that's advanced Mm -hmm. and so he has one family and he he moves forward with his plan for earth he doesn't even decide to nuke the earth for lack of people Mm -hmm. one family remember 10 people for sodom and gomorrah one people for jerusalem man one family for the whole world Mm -hmm. so does that answer the question Uh, that's that's
1: that's incredible i hate to brag uh but in 2004 i was awarded the number one Dad that's trophy. Right. Now there's a lot of dads in the world. I do take pride that I did my best, but I don't know if it's really the number one. But that's what the academy uh, chose. That's I, was, exactly I, was, right. I was presented with. But you know, if your dad may not be the number one, but he's the number two dad <laughs> in, the, in the world, his big day is coming up. And we want to make a little reminder here: Fly for Conservatives. Take care of dad. Take
0: care of dad. Even if
1: he's just like an okay dad, just like a, oh my gosh, I guess he's trying, all right? (laughs) You know, even if you're just so reconciling your relationship with the guy, you know, it's like, hey, dad day, dad day coming up. You're wondering like, why is dad always so grumpy? Maybe his feet are uncoupled, maybe he needs some slippers.
0: That is exactly
1: right. You can go to mypillow.com forward slash flyover and get the slippers right now for
0: $49.98. Go to mypillow.com forward slash flyover.
1: They're on special. Take care. If dad's feet are happy, maybe he'll be a little happier and a little better dad. Possibly number one. Yes. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.